From the Carnegie Tsinghua Center in Beijing, China, this is the China in the World podcast. Welcome to the China in the World podcast. My name is Chong Zhao, and I am a fellow at the Carnegie Tsinghua Center for Global Policy. Today, I'm very delighted to be joined by my colleague, and more importantly, my former advisor and my mentor, Professor Li Bin. Professor Li is a senior fellow working jointly in the Nuclear Policy Program and the Asia Program at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, based here at the Carnegie Tsinghua Center in Beijing. He's also a professor of international relations at Tsinghua University. Given our shared focus on nuclear weapons and arms control issues today, uh, Professor Li and I are going to be discussing two critical issues in these areas facing the global community today: the ongoing efforts to achieve denuclearization on the Korean Peninsula, most notably the impending second Trump Kim summit in Hanoi. Are going to be our first focus in the discussion, and secondly, we are going to discuss the American withdrawal from the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, often referred to as the INF Treaty, and its potential implications for China. So let's jump into the first topic. Many people believe the first summit in Singapore did not generate radical progress towards denuclearization. And many people hope the second summit would be different from the first one, especially in terms of bringing about significant progress on denuclearization. Apparently, there are different concepts about denuclearization.、Uh, North Korea wants to focus on what the United States can do to reduce the potential threat to North Korea, but the U.S. wants to focus on North Korean、uh, disarmament. So, for the sake of the discussion, let's focus more on. The North Korean uh, nuclear uh, disarmament.、Uh, what real progress do you think can be achieved、uh, in that regard? Firstly, you know I understand that you know there are two tracks, right? You just mentioned that one track、uh, is peace、uh, peace building uh, in, uh, on the Korean Peninsula.、Uh, Peninsula. Uh, apparently, North Korea、uh, you know pays more attention to that track. That is、uh, peace building. On the Korean Peninsula, uh, 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 the the U.S. side, you know, pays more attention to denuclearization on the、uh, peninsula. So, you know, both are important, I believe. Uh, on the uh, denuclearization part, uh, my belief is that the last summit uh created uh, some progress, not radical、uh, progress as you said, uh, but some progress. Uh, you know, what we we we. We can see that、uh, North Korea did not do any nuclear test, did not do any、uh, missile test,、uh, and North Korea、uh, <coughs> dismantled some of its nuclear facilities. For example, its、uh, nuclear test terminals, its uh, uh, some uh, of its missile test facilities. So that that's some progress, uh, <coughs> and uh, you know, in the summit. In the coming summit uh, between uh, Chairman uh, Kim Jong Un and President Trump, my guess is that they would make some more progress.、Uh, I did not know what progress it would be, 
But my assumption is that there should be some、uh, real and significant progress、uh, in the direction of denuclearization.、Mm. Well, there are many speculations about North Korea might be open to give up the Yongbyon nuclear complex.、Uh, so I was wondering, how likely do you think this can happen? And if North Korea gives up Yongbyon,、uh, how much would that affect North Korea's capability to maintain its existing nuclear weapons? Ah. <clears throat>、uh... The Yongbyon nuclear for, uh, uh, complex, uh, you know, include its per,、uh, plutonium production、uh, facilities. So, if North Korea、uh, gives up its Yongbyon nuclear complex, that is that suggests that you know for quite a while, North Korea would not be able to produce any new plutonium. Th- that is important.、Mm-hmm. And that's that that that's that's the first、uh, you know importance. The second importance is that、um, the per, the plutonium production facilities in Yangbian、uh, are not in a good shape. They are dangerous, you know, from the、uh, safety perspective. It is very bad for China. You know, it's so close to China, and if there is any accident, you know. It would be very bad for China and for for South Korea as well.、Uh, so、uh, China should you know join the effort to persuade North Korea、uh, to give up its Yongbyon、uh, nuclear uh, complex. Uh, that would be very very good, very important. I I I believe that there's a big chance that North Korea. Will consider to you know give up most part of its Yongbyon nuclear complex.、Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a new nuclear reactor、uh, there. I'm not sure North Korea、uh, is ready to give up that new nuclear reactor.、Uh, but、uh, my guess that there's a, there's a big chance that they they give up the rest. You know, besides the new nuclear reactor,、uh, the North Koreans give up other、uh, facilities like the five megawatt nuclear reactor, the 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 uh, the uh, plutonium uh, production laboratory and and some other、uh, old facilities. That there's a chance、yeah. uh, for that to happen.、Uh, I I would encourage North Korea to do that and. Uh, there's a third importance that is, <coughs> it would take a very long time,、uh, you know, to clean up all these uh, uh, facilities and sites.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so if North Korea begins now, maybe ten years later,、uh, we can you know have a clean Yongbyon.、Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you know we do not you know begin now, then it will be a problem you know for a long time. Just to follow up on that, some people believe North Korea already、uh, obtained the technology to produce thermonuclear warheads,、mm-hmm. which means uh, they need uh, fusion fuel for their、mm-hmm. nuclear bombs.、Mm-hmm. And some of the fusion fuels, especially lithium and tritium, they have very short half lives,、uh, mm-hmm. which means they decay very quickly. And North Korea needs to 
constantly replenish uh, such fuel in their bombs. So if North Korea give us, uh, gives up uh, Yongbyon, uh, do you think uh, that would, how much do you think that would affect its capability to maintain uh, a possible thermonuclear warheads stockpile? Uh, I think you're right. Uh, you know, they need to treat him uh, for their uh, thermonuclear device uh, or, you know, uh, a, a, a boosted nuclear device. Uh, we are not sure they, you know, they, they tested their, 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 you know, either boosted a device or hydrogen bomb, but we are not so sure they have a reliable technology for hydrogen bomb or boosted device. Uh, so, we do not know yet whether or not they have a policy of the deployment of those weapons. Right? They could choose to deploy only fission bombs, or they could uh, choose to de- uh, deploy both fission bomb and boosted device or hydrogen bomb. Uh, so uh, one possibility is that they, they, they choose the first option, that is they deploy only fission bombs. Mm. Their fishing bomb, their fishing device is more reliable. That technology is more reliable. Mm. So if that is the case, then they may not need a lot of uh, treating. Right. right. And you know, if they choose the second option, mm. then they need uh, more uh, uh, treating. In that case, uh, they they would find a way to mm. produce, as you said, you know, constant, uh, constantly, uh, you know, produce uh, treating. Mm. Uh, then they would have, you know, they, they need to find a way to do that. Uh, so we will see. We, we did not know the answer yet. You know, one possibility is that they choose to deploy only fishing de- device. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them, that is a, you know, a more re- reliable technology. Right. Um, in addition to its nuclear warheads, uh, North Korea's long-range missiles, especially the ICBMs, Intercontinental Ballistic Missiles, are another major concern of the United States. Uh, what's your reaction to some news recently that DPRK might transfer some of its ICBMs to China as, the, as a gesture of its uh, commitment to denuclearization? And a more broader question, how much security guarantee do you think China can provide to North Korea to make it less dependent on nuclear weapons? <clears throat> uh, firstly, if North Korea uh, decide uh, not to deport ICBMs, they do not have to transfer their mm-hmm. ICBMs you know, to China. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, they could simply dismantle them mm-hmm. uh, on North Korea. They do not have to... You know, uh, Transfer the whole thing, you know, to China. That uh, that's not uh, firstly that's not you know economic, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 that need cost, and and uh, secondly, you know, it, it it does not have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it could simply you know dismantle its ICBMs. Right. Uh, so uh, my assumption is that uh, tra- uh, transferring. North Korean ICBMs to China may not happen. Mm. Uh, so that is the first part of your question. I, I do not see that's uh, very likely. Uh, for for security guarantee, I I I I did not 
I did not very much believe that China would offer any additional security guarantee mm. to North Korea. Mm. Uh, what China could do is that China oppose any military action you know, in this region. Mm. Uh, I think China has been doing that for quite a while. So every time, if there's a, a tension, a military tension there, China would oppose any you know, move uh, to uh, intensify that tension. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I do not believe that China would uh, you know, make any additional security guarantee to mm. North Korea. Mm. You know, North Korea would have to firstly uh, rely on, on you know, its on, you know, engagement with uh, the United States, and secondly, China would, uh, North Korea would have to rely on the, you know, the, the peaceful environment in this region, mm. not you know, specifically you know, from China. Uh, more specifically about Chinese uh, interests uh, in the second Trump-Kim summit, what are China's biggest fears heading into the summit? And where do you think China uh, stands to gain the most? Or in other words, what results does China like to see or dislike to see? <clears throat> I believe that China would be happy to see any progress. You know, as long as the two sides make make progress on the two tracks, peace building and uh, you know denuclearization, you know any progress on these two tracks, you know China would uh, feel very happy with them. Uh, and but but you know on any specific arrangement and. I, I, I think that China may have you know, may like them more or may like them less. Uh, you know, one example is uh, uh, Yangbian uh, nu- uh, uh, nuclear complex. I think that part is a big concern of China. So if North Korea you know, takes concrete steps to you know, give up that complex and to clean that part, that 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 would be you know something real uh, good for China. Uh, so that that that's specifically uh, good for China. Uh, if uh, United States and North Korea could uh, have uh, uh, some you know joint progress, uh, for example, you know to uh, declare the end of the war and you know, to make some other uh, peace arrangement. I believe that China would be happy to, mm. to, to see. But in case uh, the second summit failed to generate real progress on denuclearization uh, and the two sides, um, you know, the, the bilateral negoti- negotiation process collapsed as a result, um, do you think China can accept a future in which uh, North Korea becomes a de facto nuclear-capable country. And if that is an unacceptable uh, scenario for China, what options does China have to uh, promote the goal of denuclearization of North Korea? <clears throat> you know, no, no, no matter the U.S. days and, and, and North Korea, no, you know, no matter, you know, Chairman, Chairman King and President Trump, uh, you know, no matter what progress they, they would make, uh, 
uh, in the summit. Uh, my guess that in the next some years, North Korea would not give up their nuclear weapons mm. uh, totally. Mm. So in the next some years, we will not see a non-nuclear North Korea. Mm. So that is uh, that would be a you know a fact. Mm. Uh, so all our other countries would have to take. Uh, the United States cannot you know, change that, China cannot change that. Mm. So in some years, we will have to deal with a North Korea you know, that has some nuclear weapons. Mm. Now, as long as we can see progress, they have less and less uh, you know, nuclear uh, weapon capability. Mm. So that would be uh, uh, you know, a good progress for us. Mm. So so uh, you know, uh, on that in that sense, uh, I think you know China would have to deal with a North Korea that has nuclear weapons. Uh, if uh, the negotiations f- fail you know, between uh, North Korea and the United States, you know we. We saw a lot of failures in the past. Mm. Then we will have to make an effort to get the negotiations back. Mm. We, we, I don't think we have many different choices. Mm. Uh, China, uh, China has been, you know, the, uh, you know, China has been part of the process. Mm. Uh, the six parties, and now, you know. Uh, the, the 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 U.S. North Korean engagement, you know, China is not part of the summit, mm. but China is part of the effort. If China did not join the, you know, international sanctions, I I don't think they would be the King Trump summit. Mm. So China is not part of the. The summit, but China is part of the the the, the program, the, the the effort and the the, the process. Uh, so you know, if the coming summit uh, fails, I hope not. Mm. But but if it uh, it does, then China would have to make new effort. You know, to get everybody you know sit down and to have to resume the negotiation. Right. I think it would be great if we can have continuous U.S.-China bilateral cooperation to address uh, this issue. But if we look at the bigger picture in this region, in fact, the China-U.S. bilateral relationship is becoming more competitive. Um, And part of this is a result of the recent American decision to withdraw from the INF Treaty, Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, um, some believes uh, some believe that um, this decision was partially driven uh, by the China factor, uh, and of course, no one denies that this decision will have very important implications for Chinese security, for U.S.-China relationship in the future, and for regional stability in the long run. So let's focus a little bit now on the INF Treaty. Um, so, firstly, um, what's your view? about the American allegation of the Russian violation. Uh, do you think Russia indeed uh, deliberately violated this treaty? Uh, I, I did not have uh, concrete evidence that uh, Russia uh, violated the treaty, but my guess is that they did. Mm. Uh, uh, but the United States uh, 
if 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 they like the treaty, they do not have to withdraw from the treaty, right? You know, if we see the ABM treaty, if we see you know the nuclear test ban treaty, many other treaties, always countries accuse each other for uh, you know violate uh, you know the, the treaties. Uh, one way is that you know we we raise the concern, and then the other side you know offer evidence, and then invite international uh, uh, inspectors. So, although Russia, you know, might have done something not good for the INF Treaty, but the United States, you know, did not have to withdraw from the treaty mm. if they like the treaty. Mm. So. The, the the real reason is not Russia violated the treaty. The real reason is the Trump administration does not like the treaty. Mm. That's a very interesting perspective. And on the other side of the equation, uh, Russia has also accused the uh, United States for violating, violating the treaty as well, especially uh, the deployment of the Aegis Ashore system, which Russia believes can... Um, also launch uh, land attack uh, Tomahawk uh, cruise missiles. Um, so do you think the U.S. has complied with its INF treaty obligations? <coughs> uh, you know, actually the INF treaty, you know, has, ha- has a very, you know, the, 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 the treaty has a scope. Mm. But the Demarcation of the treaty is not that clear. Mm. So along the demarcation, you know, you can always find something, you know, that is not that is vague. You know, you can you cannot have a very clear, you know, indicator to say this is a violation or it is not. Mm. So I believe the Russian uh, the Russian accusation makes some sense. Mm. Uh, again, as I just said, if uh, Russia really worries about the violation. Russia could talk to the United States to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past, you know, we had a lot of experience that countries accuse each other for you know uh, 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 violations of arms control agreement. But you know, in many cases, they successfully you know clear their concerns and come back to the treaty. So so the 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 end of the treaty is not a necessary uh, consequence of accusation of violation. Right. Um it is also the case that uh some people believe that the US actually for a long time wanted to have the option of deploying its own intermediate range land-based missiles especially in the Asia-Pacific region in order to counter China's uh, intermediate-range missile forces. Um, So even though the uh, alleged Russian violation is the immediate trigger of the American decision to withdraw, but many people believe the real motivation for the U.S. decision to do this is actually the so-called Chinese missile capabilities. Um, how significant do you think the China factor is in American calculation? The China factor is is very very tiny in the American calculation. You know, they they 
Again, if they like the treaty, they will not withdraw from the treaty. The real reason, the Trump administration, you know, there are two reasons the Trump administration, uh, 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 you know, withdraw from from this treaty. The China factor is not important at all. It's, mm. They, I, I don't think you know Trump, uh, you know, even pays any attention to the Chinese, you know, uh, intermediate range uh, land-based missiles. Uh, that that's not a factor. There are two reasons they withdraw from the, uh, the, the, the treaty. For the Trump team, you know, they simply hate arms control. They do not like arms control. Mm. Or more broadly, they do not like international institutions. You know, they withdraw from uh, you know, climate change agreement. You know, they withdraw from uh, the Iran nuclear deal, mm. JCPOA. You know, they withdraw from INF. They, they simply do not like arms control. Mm. Their belief is that if there's no arms control, then the United States would have better chance to win any arms race with other countries. Mm. So, so, so for them, they like arms race. They believe they can win. Mm. So they do not like arms control. So that is Trump's team. But for Trump, you know, he has a little different uh, philosophy. He likes uncertainties. He believes that if there's no treaty, then you know the United States would take advantage from 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 the gases. If there's no treaty, countries would have to gas, would have to worry, and then you know the the United States could take advantage from this kind of you know miscalculations, misperceptions. So so Trump really you know enjoys such kind of uncertainties. So the United States you know withdraw. With, uh, withdraws from the INF for these two reasons. You know, China is not a factor at, at war. You know, uh, the United States has a lot of you know sea based and uh, air based uh, intermediate range uh, missiles. They, 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 their need for land based intermediate range missiles is 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 very small. So so I don't think China is a factor. Here. So, as you said, Trump wants to create ambiguity um, and uh, you know create chaos. Um, but what do you think Trump wants China to react? I mean, it's very likely within uh, in less than six months the treaty would end, and the U.S. would have the option of deploying such missiles. How does the United States wants? Well, China to react more, but more importantly, what options do you think China has uh, in order to safeguard its security in a future environment without such a treaty? Firstly, China can do nothing to save the treaty. No matter what China does, there's no hope for China to save the treaty. You know, just like you know, China, I do not believe China can save JCPOA, the Iranian deal. I do not believe that you know China can get the United States back to the Paris Agreement you know, uh, on climate change. You know, China does simply China does not have that kind of uh, influence. Uh, so what can China do? You know, before I answer that question, let me guess what it would happen. You know, uh, after the United States uh, with, uh, withdraws from the IMF treaty, <coughs> you know. Some years ago, the United States withdrew from the AVM Treaty. Mm. 
that time was very different from this time. When the United States withdrew from ABM Treaty, the U.S. government knew very well what it was going to do. Right? The United States, you know, decided to deploy ground-based missile defense systems. If they did not withdraw from the ABM Treaty, they could not deploy, you know, ground-based national missile defense systems. But they wanted to deploy national missile defense systems. Mm. So they had to withdraw from the ABM Treaty. Mm. But this time, I do not believe that the United States had a plan mm. before it announced to withdraw from the INF Treaty. I, I, I simply do not believe they, they had a plan. Mm. They even do not have a plan today. Mm. You know, they even, you know, they would have difficulties to find what they they, they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in the next some years, I did not see that the United States would immediately you know deploy some land-based uh, you know, intermediate-range missiles. Mm-hmm. That that would not happen. Mm-hmm. What would happen is that Japan would say, "Look, China's intermediate-range missiles pose a lot of threat to us." Mm-hmm. So we need your protection. China, uh, I'm sorry, Japan would encourage the United States to do things, and the United States would be happy to see that. It would be happy to see uh, that Japan uh, talk uh, talks about China threat, China missile threat, and then that would be become a problem. You know, no matter the United States deploys some land based uh, uh, missiles or not. Such kind of you know China threat series would would become a problem for China. Mm-hmm. That is that is something uh, we uh, we will see and China uh, will face. Mm-hmm. You know some uh, <coughs> discussions on about China threat. China firstly China needs to you know respond to that. Mm-hmm. How China would you know. Uh, talk to Japan, talk to the United States, and talk to other neighboring countries about you know China threat. How China, you know, tell them no, we are not a threat. We're not. Our, our missiles do not pose threat to you. Mm-hmm. That 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 would be the first problem, mm-hmm. and and the the deployment of U.S. land-based missiles would be a second problem. Mm-hmm. That would come after this the mm-hmm. first problem. So so far, China has not participated in uh, international nuclear arms reduction treaties or nuclear arms control uh, treaties. Uh, in order to address those challenges you mentioned, do you think arms control can be an option for China? Uh, recently, we have heard Russian leader, uh, the American president, and also some NATO officials talking about a possible role. Uh, for China in a future uh, multilateral arms control regime, do you think arms control can be an instrument uh, for China to uh, in- improve its security interests in the future? <coughs> yes, the the answer is yes. Uh, <coughs> United States, Russia, you know, China, and many other countries, you know, in the past had a lot of you know discussions, effort on multilateral. Uh, nuclear arms control. You know, China was part of that. 
One example is the nuclear test ban treaty. Right? China actively uh, uh, joined the negotiations on the nuclear test ban treaty. I'm, I'm honored, you know, I was part of that. I joined the negotiation. Uh, <coughs> so that, that part of progress was very good. Uh, it is the United States who was not happy with that progress. It, it promoted the progress of nuclear test ban uh, negotiations, the conclusion of that treaty. The United States made a lot of effort uh, in that direction, and China made a lot of uh, effort. You know, China, United States, Russia, and other countries uh, had a lot of uh, cooperation. But unfortunately, unfortunately, USA itself denied that treaty. So now, you know, we have that treaty, but that treaty is not in force. Uh, so I, I, I did not see any problem then, you know, for China to join such kind of uh, new effort. If we can make a new effort, you know, I'm happy to see China to join uh, this effort. There's another kind of uh, you know, arms control, you know, we call them as strategic uh, or nuclear reductions, mm. strategic or non-strategic nuclear reductions. All these efforts were designed bilaterally, you know, for the United States and Russia, not for other countries. For example, the START treaties, you know, from uh, one, SOT two, SOT one, SOT two, you know, Moscow Treaty and New START. You know, they are on on the same line. Uh, another uh, another example is the INF Treaty. All of them, all of these uh, agreement, are designed as bilateral agreement. They, I do not believe, you know, in their heart they like and and in the heart of. The United States and Russia, they'd like China to be part of that. The reason is that if they involve China into the process, then they would have to change a lot of arrangement. Mm. For example, how to count nuclear warhead, right? When you say we reduce the number of nuclear weapons, so what does one nuclear warhead mean, right? You need a, a, a definition. You need a rule to count the numbers of nuclear warheads. These counting rules are designed only for the United States and for Russia, not for China. Then if they include China in the process, then they would have to change the counting rule. If they change the counting rule, then the United States and Russia would have many more nuclear weapons as they say, right? they, in, in the new strategy, they say they have 1,500 nuclear warheads. That is, that numbers are depend on the counting rule. If they want to include China, they would have to change the counting rule. If they have a new counting rule, then they would have many more than 1,500. So I believe the United States and Russia would not welcome China and, you know, to be part of this kind of bilateral nuclear reductions, they they may they may like to say this occasionally, but you know, in 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 their real arrangement, I never see United States or Russia 
you know, approach China mm. and ask China to join uh, their bilateral nuclear uh, reductions. Well, thank you so much, Professor Li Bin, for taking the time and sharing with us your insight on these important uh, regional and national security issues. I'm sure there will be uh, significant developments uh, in the future. So I look forward to uh, hearing the, your thoughts again uh, you. in the near-term future. Yep. With that, uh, thank you very much for joining the China in the World podcast. Uh, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find more content from the Carnegie Tsinghua Center on our website at carnegietsinghua.org. This is Tong Zhao, signing off from Beijing. Mm-hmm.